Welcome back. Welcome back to Cookies and Milk. Milk and Cookies Bedtime Stories with Monica. I am your host, Monica. Monica Matthews. Kind of a funny story how this podcast began. I'm so glad to have you here with me this evening. And uh, hey, congratulations for making it through another week (laughs) in this crazy world. We've always known the world is crazy, amen. So I want to talk tonight about prayer. I want to talk about prayer and the power of prayer, the power of your words, and how the Bible tells you to pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. And I would submit to you that Something I earned, I learned very early on in my Christianity was the power of staying in constant communication with our Father. And that is prayer. For some of you, prayer is more of a ceremony, right? So, So you want to be in the proper position, in the proper place, the proper time. Um, is it is it is a sacred act that 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 deserves ceremony. And that is fair. That is fair. It is absolutely sacred that any of us get to speak to God at all. Much less you know, throughout our day without necessarily having to create a ceremony in order to have a conversation with him. I liken it to the conversations I love having with my daughter. And I cannot imagine her making an appointment with me other than now my schedule's very busy as is hers. And so we do actually make time to um to spend together but i have to tell you that if the phone rings and it's her and i and she alerts me to she needs me i don't care what i'm doing i don't care who's in the room it could be the president of the united states it would not matter to me if my daughter needs me i'm going to give her my undivided attention I'm going to excuse myself and nothing will take precedence over my daughter. So whenever I think about that in human terms, and then I think about the command, admonition, encouragement, instruction, wisdom, truth in pray without ceasing, that's what I think of. I think, wow, you know, how awkward would it be if my daughter was like, well, mom, I got to, let me get out my, you know, I got to get down on my knees and got to close my eyes. And, you know, and I understand that God is, being in the presence of God is is holy ground. He said that to Moses. We, we know that. He also spoke with and to people um, without them 
without them having to succumb to a particular practice in order for him to communicate with his creation. Uh, God speaks to people in the way of dreams, your prayer time, visions, waking visions, sleeping dreams. Sometimes the dreams aren't so pleasant, and there's a message that is um, that he is attempting to convey in your sleeping hours. And ultimately, whenever I hear the admonition to pray without ceasing, what is that? What does that mean to me, Monica? It means that because of Jesus, uh, God is at my immediate disposal at all times. When I come boldly before the throne of grace and I come through the mercy seat and in Jesus's righteousness, not mine, and I petition my father or I have a conversation with my father, it that is praying without ceasing. And I think we get so lost in the ceremony and in the in the religious practice of of some aspects of our relationship with God that we just you know it's kind of like the married and listen, I'm not making fun of you guys if this is you. <laughs> it's just not me. <laughs> but the married couples who, you know, they have to shower, brush their teeth, light the candles, turn down the bed. They have to be in the right lingerie or pajamas that, you know, it has to be the right day, the right hour, the right month. <laughs> Maybe it's been a year. I don't know. But you know who I'm talking about. The people who have to plan their intimate time together. And it's not necessarily because there's distance between you. Uh, in mileage. (laughs) Sometimes it's because maybe that's just where you guys are and you're totally happy with that. And that is fine. It is no one's business what you do, how you do it, or when you do it in your bedrooms. It's really not. Contrary to what society would tell you, no one has a right to your intimacy. And I kind of look at prayer the same way. Jesus told us exactly how to pray. Our Father. My Father, who art in heaven, sacred is your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give me this day, Lord, my daily bread, and forgive me of my trespasses as I forgive those who have trespassed against me. Lead me not into temptation, Father, and thank you for delivering me from all evil, for thine, for you, you, Father, are the kingdom and the power and the glory unto the ages of ages. Amen. Amen? What is that? We broke that down. Our fa- My Father, Father, I know your name. I know where you, I know where you reside. You're in heaven. Sacred is your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth beginning in my life as it is in heaven give me this day my daily bread father in the way of fellowship with your son your broken body 
Jesus is my bread. Your revelation is my bread. It's my food. Your word is my food. Give me this day my daily bread, my daily revelation, my daily grace, my daily wisdom, my daily mercy, my daily food in the way of your son, Jesus. Forgive me of my debts as I forgive those who have debts that I have hold. And for those debts that I don't even know I hold on to, Father, thank you for your mercy and that you reveal them to me and you allow me to reconcile those debts to your cross. His is the power, it's the glory forever and ever in the kingdom. His is really the only kingdom that matters. Amen. So it can be that powerfully simple. I personally, I mean, sometimes you guys, I um, I don't really have a lot to say, but I'm so grateful. You know, I'm just grateful for whenever I think about some of the things that I've prayed for recently that have absolutely come to pass, and they were heartfelt prayers, and they absolutely came to pass, and I'm like, wow, thank you that I even recognize that it's happened and that you were faithful to fulfill it, and just thank you, thank you, thank you for being faithful. Thank you for being my Father. Thank you for being God. Thank you for being powerful, my provider, my, God, my everything. Thank you for being my everything. Thank you for being truth in a world filled with lies. Thank you that you're not hung up on whether I'm on my knees or my back or my toilet or in the car. That as long as my heart and my mind are singing towards you, are praising you, are grateful towards you, are speaking your truth reaching back. I mean, there was only one guy after several were healed, only one dude stopped to turn around and thank Jesus. Only one. Can you imagine being blind or or maim or deaf or mute and some man comes up and wiggles and some, you know, makes some paste, spits in the dirt, makes some paste, puts it on your eyes. I mean, you, you think it's bad when your mom used to lick her thumb and wipe off crumbs from the corners of the creases of your mouth. And here's Jesus like, you know, making mud pies with his spit and putting them in your eyes, right? And you, and you couldn't see, and then you could. And you don't go back and say, thank you. But how many of us do that every day because we're so distracted? We're so worn down and we're weary and angry and fearful and bitter and dreadful and ugh. You know, and what about Biden? Who cares? (laughs) What about you? What about God's plan for your life and your generations and your legacy, your family? What about his glory resting in your life and your children? 
That's what matters. That's all that's going to matter in the end. And you know I'm not telling you not to get involved. But I am telling you that there is a prioritization. And you and your relationship with our Father is at the top of his priority list. And prayer is one way that we keep him at the top of ours. You know, the Bible also says that we we burden God with, with our prayers of many words, right? Or the people who have to be shouting out in the street so everybody sees them praying. You know, the first one's up front, first one's on their knees, first one's running through the church. You know, hallelujah. And they're just loud and they just got, everyone's got to know about their relationship with Jesus, right? God's like, get into your secret place. Get into your closet. I'm going to tell you a little secret. Well, it's, I don't know, maybe it's a secret, but not many people know this is true unless she has said it on other broadcasts. But Alveda King is um, someone I would consider my godmother. She's like a mama, sister, in Christ, sister in life. I mean, she's just, you know, sage. She's invested in my life and my daughter's life, and, and we love her immensely. And she has a prayer closet. Like a legit prayer, like her closet is a prayer closet. Like you, I went to her house the day after Thanksgiving a few years ago, and she's got this annual celebration. And she's like, Monica, come in here. I'm, I want to pray for you. I was like, oh, good. This is going to be good. So I walk back into her bedroom, and I take a hard right. And, and, and I was like, where does she go? I'm like, okay, she just like <laughs> evaporate. So I'm looking around the room. I'm like, where is she? And the only thing in front of me was her bed, was her bathroom. So I looked to the right, and she's legit in her closet. And this thing is awesome. Can you imagine what Alveda King's prayer closet looks like? <laughs> it's got, I can tell you, it's got pictures and articles and prayers and, I mean, just stuff where it's like, she, this, is, this is a war room. You talk about a strategic war room. She goes in that closet. She means business. And that's her secret place. Well, that's the place where she shuts the entire world out. That's her closet. That is her prayer legitimate closet. And it was awesome because I felt like, oh my gosh, I should take off my shoot. Like I'm legitimately on sacred ground. Like this is where you commune with our father. Her intentions are very much so set. And she's in there to war on behalf of God's kingdom and God's people. And for those who are not yet saved, I mean, she is legit warring on behalf of his kingdom and this country and her prayer life. And so I knew that I had just like stepped into some dimension where I was like, oh boy, I hope she can't see all my stuff. I had a late pastor who just had these steely blue eyes, man. And you'd look into his eyes and be like, I know he can see every single thing I've done, everything. And even in the past five minutes, like I just know it. (laughs) 
So Alveda is one of those people where I'm like, okay, well, if you're going to pray for me, I know I'm going to have to get on. See, she's also got a prophetic spirit. <laughs> she has a prophetic gift. And so she can, actually. The Lord does give her revelation about certain things about people. And I'm always like, oh, please don't let her see that. <laughs> so as if I can hide anything from my father. But, you know, ultimately I know that if she gets a hold of me, especially in prayer, whatever little sin I've been holding on to is going to end up flushed right down the toilet. <laughs> so um, it's good stuff. Prayer. Gratitude. If you don't know what to pray, it's okay. Father, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't I don't have a clue. And I'm going to tell you, some people are so afraid to pray because you know why? They just can't stand to be let down one more time. They are afraid of being let down by unanswered prayers. They would rather not ask then ask and be disappointed. Now, that is a complete and total lack of faith. And I get it. I do. Because I know that some of you are so broken hearted and your hearts have been so neglected and your minds, your souls have been so parched and you gave up on a lot of things, including God, a long time ago. I understand. I get it. I really do. I'm just telling you, there is a fountain of living waters. There is a buffet of beautiful, beautiful meat and bread, all the things we're not supposed to eat on that keto diet, all the potatoes and the bread and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. The honey, the milk, everything they tell you you're allergic to now. All that stuff. <laughs> so, you know, the wine that's not supposed to be, you know, holy and y'all think it's grape juice, whatever. If that's what you think, that's cool. But, I mean, listen, Paul was like Timothy. A little bit of wine is good for the stomach, okay? But, you know, we're Americans and it's very rare that we do anything in moderation. We like to, we like to play like we do, like we're so modest, and everything's in moderation. But now you can look at our obesity levels and tell that that's not true. But there's a buffet waiting for you. There's a river of clean, fresh, beautiful, crystal clear waters for you to drink. There's knowledge and revelation and, and there's healing. There's healing in the wings of God. And when he wraps those wings around you and engulfs you, there's this, I love one of my favorite memes is that little purple giant thing. I can't even remember what cartoon it's from, but it's like little Dora walks up and she needs a hug and he just wraps, like he just envelops her. He's this giant monster thing that just, he may actually have been the abominable snowman at one point. I don't know. But he's huge, very hairy, big old eyes, and most people are afraid of him. And, and she needs a hug, and he just takes her in his chest, and she just disappears. That's how I see God when I approach him, and I'm in tears, or I need, I'm, I just, I need a hug. I need a place to rest. I'm tired. Or it's just too much. The world is crazy. People are nuts. 
or I'm disappointed because, because some things in my life have not been fulfilled. And I'm sad about that. And I am disappointed. And so I take all that stuff and I just show up and I just plop down, you know, and I just fall into his chest. And I can legitimately see those wings fold over me. And I get some of the best sleep I've ever had. And I just fall asleep with a smile on my face and I'm content safe, happy, I'm cared for, I'm nurtured, I'm heard, I'm understood, I'm accepted, I'm forgiven, I'm loved. So when you hear people say pray without ceasing, I really hope you'll turn back to this podcast and and just if it feels religious when people say that, if it feels like it's, you know, it's it's this do or hell <laughs> mandate, just shake that off. And just think of it in terms of fellowship. It's relationship. Oh my gosh, there's so much for us to be thankful for. We could spend every waking second of our I could. Thank you, God, for this, and thank you for that. Thank you for this, and thank you, thank you, thank you. If you don't know what to pray, you can also just say thank you. Thank you. And then listen, right? That's the other part of a of a two-way conversation. And when you're praying, there's communication going on. It's not always just one-sided, so you can wait and listen. How do you know if you're hearing from the Lord? My measurement stick is if I have heard something and I'm not really sure, you know, specifically like turn right, turn left, do this, don't do that, engage this person, don't engage that, you know, leave the, yeah, that looks like an opportunity, but it's not really that kind of stuff. I'll go to the word and I just start digging. I'm like an archaeologist. I start digging. And if I can't find it in there, if I cannot find something that's congruent or, you know, if I'm being asked to compromise and God will work it out later because he knows my heart, um, that's when I'm like, yeah, okay. All right. I just ask, Father, I think I'm hearing from you. I don't even know. You know, I could be hearing my stomach growling. I don't know if I'm hearing from you, but I need you to. Um, I need you to confirm what I think I've just heard in, in the way of instruction. It's okay. Some people want you, some people will have you so wrapped up about how they just never doubt God and they've never turned back since accepting Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And, you know, they're, you know, their poop doesn't stink and everything's wonderfully glorious and dancing angels and they're, you know, every time they go to the restroom and, and it's unicorns and rainbows and Jesus and bubbles and, and I'm like, oh, that is actually not reality for about 97% of the church. <laughs> so there, it's not always like that. You're not always going to hear the shofar and you know, have dancing visions of angels in robes and, you know, no, it's not always going to be 
this big production or theater. You know, sometimes it really is the small, still voice, and you're like, okay, all right, okay, I hear you, Father. I hear you, right? And so don't let people shame you or guilt you out of your time or try to, like, religiosity you out of your sweet, precious fellowship with the Lord, with God and with his Son and with his Holy Spirit. I mean, there's four of you there. Now, what's interesting about that is that there are a lot of people who pray to Jesus. And Jesus' specific instructions were that once he ascended, we were going to be playing, we were going to be praying to God, not Jesus. Some of you pray to saints. Some of you pray to your dead relatives. Some of you pray to your dead dogs. I, you know, I don't know. There's any number of practices that people have. As for me and my household, I pray to God in the name of Jesus by virtue of coming through the mercy seat of which Jesus Christ sits upon. And I am seated in Christ Jesus in the heavenlies. And so when I turn to my left, God, my Father, is sitting there. So that's who I talk to. Because that's who I was instructed to pray to. Our Father, who art in heaven. And again, there's no shame in your pray game. I'm just, these are, this is just how I do it. And this is why I do it this way. And I have had listeners ask. So this is how and this is why. And so I just, you know, take a load off this weekend, spend some time, deliberate time thinking about this podcast. Play it again if you need to. But spend some deliberate time with your Father, with your Heavenly Father. Think about your thoughts. Take them captive and look at them. Observe them. You don't have to be afraid of them. There's no condemnation in them. Just pull them down out of the sky, hold them in your hand, and look at them. Are they true? Are your thoughts rooted in the truth of the Word? Or are they fearful and full of, you know, avarice and lies and jealousy and bitterness and fear? And if they are, take up that before God and ask Him to begin to transform your mind by the what? The washing of the water of the Word. This was a really heavy show for, I say heavy, but just a little bit meatier than I thought it was going to be for a Friday evening. But I hope that this brings you freedom because that was my entire purpose. And that it's conversational, it's relational, it's beautiful, it's passionate, it's intimate. It's all those things that most humans are extraordinarily afraid of. We yearn for it because God wired us that way to, to yearn for those things and to seek him to fulfill them first. And then from those around us, but we're so afraid of the rejection or of the the baggage that we bring with us or the shame, the guilt, the sins, the, you know, I mean, we're just piled up on high and just stuff piled on top of us. And God's like, come anyway. I got it. I see it. I can handle it. Just cast your burdens upon me is what Jesus said. So... You know, on your way to the throne of grace, stop by the mercy seat, cast your cares upon Jesus, 
and pass through and get on over there. Get your healing, get your hope, get your joy, get all those things that the enemy would like to steal from you this weekend. And allow God to love on you this weekend and give you some peace and some righteousness, joy. That's your salvation in a nutshell, according to the word. I love you guys. Be back with you on Monday, God willing. Headed back to Virginia. Going to see the great people of Virginia and D.C. actually. So got a lot of work ahead of me. And thank you guys for always supporting my efforts. I love you. Have a great weekend. God bless you. I just hope your heart's full. I just hope your heart's full.